Welcome to the Gatecast. Presented by Alan and Mike. Lucy, I'm home. I am not Lucy. Oh, you're right. We'll just upload a computer virus into the mothership. I was going to do my living room like this. Hello, good morning, and welcome to Gatecast episode 198, recorded in uh, what was a very briefly sunny Turku on the southeast coast of, I think it's southeast coast, I'm not entirely sure where I am. You're in Finland. Yes, I know that much. <laughs> Checking. If I looked at a map, I couldn't sort of go, oh, I'm in that bit. Well, you've only been up about 10 minutes. And you are two hours ahead of my time, and I was still up before you. And this was your idea to record this early. It's not ten minutes. I opened my eyes about 27 minutes ago. Okay. I looked at my phone, and I was like, oh, I should be recording now. Oopsie. This one is covering The Ties That Bind, Season 9, Episode 4, which may cover any introductory remarks Mike was about to make. No, it's been that long since we've recorded just a pair of us. <laughs> kind of got out of the habit. Although when I was recording, just me and Brad, you know, I get to the part where you do your bit and I'm thinking, ah, what would Alan say here? <laughs> I haven't done this bit for three years. <laughs> what do you do? What do you say? <laughs> Is that the last time you recorded without me? Well, you always did it, didn't you? You always do the initial. Yes, indeed. I'm wearing my Joe's comic t-shirt, tossed at me by Joe Struzinski himself. Oh, very nice. Yes, well, I'm wearing it because I realised that we're half ten and I thought, I really don't have time to even shower, do I? You've had a coffee and a bite to eat, haven't you? No. Well, I would have let you have had a cup of coffee. <laughs> I don't generally drink. In fact, I only took the uh, kettle out of the box yesterday because Jerry was visiting and Jerry's caffeine consumption can be measured in grams. Not milligrams, grams. But yes, I made a friend, which is handy. So, are we uh, good to go? Uh, once again, folks, there is no line. It starts off at a blank screen and pretty much goes straight into the episode. Really miss a line. There is no line. A line must be drawn, yeah. That's <laughs> far and no further. Jean-Luc Picard, the most British Frenchman I've ever met. Yeah, one of the great mysteries of science fiction, that is. <laughs> <laughs> there is a point, I think, in season six where he does sort of uh, speak French to his brother. I mean, at least Claudia Christian's lack of Russian accent is explained in Babylon 5. Her uh, parents sent her to high school in the States and she lost the accent. I'd have much preferred to have Claudia try a Russian accent, you know? Would have been sexy. Well, I'm not sure. Marina Sirtis did a Russian accent in Stargate. And... Yes, there are some Russians. In... Oh, yes. But you know, I have classes right up to the uh, 20th of December. Nobody said this was going to be easy. <sighs> True. Nobody said it would be this hard. I'm going back <laughs> to the start. Okay, there. You've just made me quote Coldplay. You happy now? <laughs> are you looking for a podcast that's fast-paced? Hard-hitting, in-your-face, a podcast that rides the ragged edge of disaster. I just... <laughs> I couldn't think of his, his name. I just saw for the first time the Weezer Pork and Beans commercial. Might want to check elsewhere for one of those. On the other hand, boy, have I got a show for you. Hope Audio Weekly. It's a show that's got everything you need. Danger Zone. And the geeky stuff they like talking about. Uh, don't ever... 
fight a death claw. Like, if you see one, just turn and run. And really, what more could you ask for? That's Pulp Audio Weekly at weekly.pulpaudio.com. Head on over there to find out all about the show and listen to episodes right on the webpage. Or pick up the RSS feed and subscribe right on your favorite podcast listening tool. That's Pulp Audio Weekly with weekly.pulpaudio.com. I turned away from the mic to clear my throat. (laughs) (laughs) Anyhow, shall I count down? Yep, video's ready, and we'll staring at the black screen. It's about as ready as it will ever be. Mm, I didn't even bother hooking it up to the telly. Any particular language you'd prefer the countdown in? No, surprise me. <laughs> Damn, and I don't have my finished dictionary, Dad. <laughs> that would have been a surprise. I the only number I know, how to, I, I can only count two in Finnish. That's <laughs> <laughs> not good. <laughs> well, I'm a programmer, you know, technically I only need one and zero. <laughs> Yeah, you're at the theatre stage. One, two, uh, lots. Detritus. Okay, okay. We were actually watching Going Postal the other day, which Yeri has never seen and not read yet. Is it weird that the one friend I made happens to be a Pratchett fan? If you met him without Pratchett being involved, yes. I did, and he wasn't, and I didn't know until I'd known him for about a week. He commented on one of the t-shirts. Right. If we're good to go. Yep. Right. Three, two, one. Clicky. Fade in on what's almost stock footage of Daniel wasn't standing there. Isn't it? And he's looking slightly bored. Nearly identical to the season premiere. Hmm. Came to see me off. That's sweet. Well, we've been through a lot together. I just wanted to come here myself and make sure you were thoroughly searched. Feel the passion between them. Mm-hmm. I can feel that push-up bra as well. I can feel. <laughs> like I said in a previous episode, Claudia was pleased because the outfit gave her boobs. <laughs> I'm not overly sold on the collar. Well, she's going for the whole S&M look. This is a little keepsake. Something to remember you by. This is a priceless artifact. It's priceless as the memories we share. Heartfelt goodbye. She's had an adventure. You replied to Krista. I may have done. I see a reply here of lol. I hate long goodbyes. Okay, goodbye. Don't I even get a hug? I don't know. Hugging Valor could be dangerous. You may never want to let her go for a start. I like the SGC sticker on the electrical fuse pod. <laughs> oh, that's it, Daniel. <laughs> awkward, awkward hug. <laughs> it was awkward. Yes. <laughs> Daniel, don't make this harder than it already is. <laughs> what is she talking about? <laughs> yes. Can't blame a girl for trying. No, I can't. <laughs> and Valor always tries, and tries again. Subtitle was wrong there. He said, no, nah, I can, and the subtitle said, yeah, I can. Now, did she let you find that one? Mm. Oh, I hate to see her go, but love to watch her leave. I assume that was Claudia's idea, that she went through backwards? I don't know, nothing in the commentary. Ye old stock footage. Jackson, hey, where's the uh, girlfriend? She left about an hour ago. Level 25, <laughs> the girlfriend. <laughs> now that she's gone, I can finally get some work done around here. Yeah, about that. The whole SG-1 thing, you never gave me a firm answer. What do you say to make it official? Hey, can I wonder if that nod to Jack, the Jackson? fact that, uh, you know, Cam mentions cake. I need a med team on level 25! <laughs> Obviously, he didn't have his cake. His blood sugar's low. Mm-hmm. Good morning, sunshine. Yeah. How you feeling? Better. What happened? We're not exactly sure. 
But Dr. Lamb here thinks it may have something to do with those alien cuffs. Ah, now is this our introduction to Lexa? No, we met her in an earlier episode. Hmm. Why does one assume that? Well, you were completely unresponsive when we brought you in, but your condition suddenly improved when she came back. Miss me? That's a great smile. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Cam, stop laughing. I watched Lexa in Arctic Air the other day, and I'm not kidding, she hasn't changed. That's quite a long teaser. Okay then, the ties that bind Season 9, Episode 4 of Stargate SG-1, Gatecast Episode 198. The episode was written by Paul Mully and Joseph Malozzi, and directed by William Waring. And it's world premiere in the US, August the 5th, 2005. We got it November the 1st, and the Canadians got it November the 28th. I don't have a date for the Australians. But the French, March the 4th, and the Germans, November the 15th. 2006. French, really? Well, Stargate did sell around the world. Episodes from series of the same name, quite a few actually. Battlestar Galactica, The Vampire Diaries, The Wonder Years, a couple of English series, Holby City and Casualty, and Pokemon. <laughs> yeah, well, never mind. <laughs> and we're back. Ah, uh, Walter. I'm looking for me glasses. <laughs> Walter. Just the man I was looking for. Sir, sir, we have to talk about your schedule. And according to this, you're going to be in meetings all day. Hell I am. That's the schedule. You know all about that, don't you, Alan? <laughs> yeah. There is no free time tomorrow. <laughs> in fact, I've got to be in two places at once. Yep. You can handle it. Me? No, I don't think so, Walter, sir. Walter, don't make me promote you. No, sir. Yes, yes, sir. <laughs> Ooh, that's a threat, that is. <laughs> I want to be a sergeant. I don't want to be anything else. Yeah. General? Dr. Lamb. Now, there was a subplot that there was a relationship between Cam and the Doc. Well, it'd been interesting if that had played that, but it was lost in the cut, because as usual, this episode ran very long. If she hadn't come back when she did, I suspect they'd both be dead. I thought it was supposed to stop when they took the wristbands off. It was. Dr. Lee is theorizing that it might have something to do with the ancient communication device they found. It's possible that the two technologies brought together somehow combined to create a more permanent bond. Uncanny. Oopsie. Yes. Yes. Who'd have thought that? There's no precedent ah. at all. Do we actually get to see Dr. Lee this episode? Or is he just quoted? Yes, we do. We don't get to see Sam, though. Hmm. This is a waste of time. Give me a favor. Shut up. It's not like I wanted this to happen anyway. I'm being realistic. He has no idea what he's doing. I'm standing right here. And <laughs> <laughs> that was an ad lib by Michael Shanks. Yeah, which is why he's not in the subtitle. Poor Dr. Lee. No appreciation, really. Yeah. You know someone? Someone who can help us? No. And yes. And wait, we're not done here yet. <laughs> mm. Watch the leads. That's it, Daniel. <laughs> Don't walk anywhere. Mm. Well, let's go see. No, out of the question. Why? I'd rather not say. Yeah. Now, this is probably the first time you've really seen the fact that Daniel's glasses yeah. are flat. Mm. <laughs> well, that's true. You told me you stole them. Did I? Yes. <laughs> huh. Anyway, he won't help us. Correction, he won't help you. I mean, no matter how subtle the curve, he's not at all blind, is he? <laughs> no. I mean, a lot of time there haven't been any glass in him at all. Mm. Uh, poor Dr. Lee. He's lost the guinea pigs. <laughs> nice map painting with smoke drifting across it. Yeah, a reused one because uh, pretty much didn't have any money. Believe it or not, they said in the commentary they were already over budget for this season. Hmm. Yes, rawhide. Maybe a little itchy. 
This better be quick. 45 minutes away from your girlfriend, you're gonna turn into a pumpkin and I'm gonna have to haul your ass back there. Oh, look at this. Yes, the great Wallace Shawn playing Arlos. Most people probably know him from The Prince's Bride. He's also been in Eureka, The L Word, Crossing Jordan. He also played Zet in Deep Space Nine. Mm-hmm. That's where I'd know the voice from. Oh, yes. Are you familiar with these? Yes, yes. I actually owned a pair myself up until not too long ago. You may have done. Mm -hmm. <laughs> of course. The bracelets create a physiological bond between the wearers. They were used by the Gould. Mm. Is this pronunciation of Gould that we haven't heard before? I think we've heard every variant. No. His agent told the producers that he was a fan of the series, but when they actually mm. talked to him, he says he doesn't even own a television. <laughs> <laughs> I think everybody's a fan of a series when they're going for a job. Mm. It's highly unlikely. But in the unlikely event this did happen, would you be able to sever the connection? I might be able to. Great. Could you tell us? They really should be wearing Stetsons. Mm -hmm. It's the Malcolm Reynolds look. <laughs> enough room yeah. for both on them. How is she? Who? Vala. We don't know any Vala. Then I'm afraid I can't help you. Okay, maybe we know a Vala. I need to see her. Why? It's not what you think. I'm not after revenge. The truth is, the bracelets weren't the only thing she took from me. She also stole my heart. <laughs> Excuse me? I remember it as if it were yesterday. Some nights, we would steal away from the city, strip off our clothing, and bathe in the springs of Aragotten. We would chase one another across the mossy hills and then lie naked <laughs> now this whole hand routine was Wallace's idea mm. on the commentary they pointed out it does make you picture it yeah. <laughs> those were wonderful carnal times but that's in the past all I ask now is that I be given the chance to see her one last time nice mad scientist lab yep. lots of glass, lots of coloured liquids no lights going back and forward though mm. yeah, no sort of plasma ball we need a plasma <laughs> ball it's not a proper mad scientist lab without a plasma ball it does kind of put a question mark against what Val is willing to do General Major, how are things at the Pentagon? not so good I'm afraid the International Committee has reviewed your budget proposals and despite your warnings of how it'll affect the day-to-day -day operations of Stargate Command they have decided to throw their full financial backing behind the Atlantis mission Major Gibson, played by Aline Petty. She's been in Battlestar, The Arrow, Blood Ties, and Millennium. I think just the only appearance in the show. Mm. And you believe that? Sir? Atlantis is a civilian operation. They approved Dr. Weir's appointment. The reason they don't want to support Stargate Command is because they have no say in how it's run. That's what General O'Neill said. He also said he'd be willing to go to bat for you with the president but he thinks it might help if you take your case to the chairman of the Appropriations Committee yourself. Does he? Hmm. Good old Jack. Yeah. Uh, Jack, Jack. I wonder is this comment on the fact that they were off a budget this early in? 
well, it's probably cheaper than getting the, one of the previous majors or colonels they've had, someone like Davis. And... No, the fact that the SGC has gone over budget. Well, yeah, the SG1 side of the uh, franchise were complaining that Atlantis were getting all the money. <laughs> they were getting the new sets and the big CGI. Now, I would have thought that if she had been playing in for a mark, she'd been going in the more traditional garb. Mm-hmm. I mean, that is Valor, of course. And they demanded that I steal the bracelets under penalty of death. I don't care. <laughs> okay, try something else. <laughs> Switch gears. Arlos? If nothing else, she's a, a master manipulator. Yeah. Yeah. Are you going to have me killed? <laughs> no. The memories of what we shared and you so callously threw away will undoubtedly haunt you until the day you die. That should be punishment enough. Um, yes, you're right. That should do it. Another scene that was cut out was where we met those two armed guards in the background. Hmm. What I am not over, however, is the theft of my mother's necklace. I want it back. Only then am I going to tell you how to sever the link connecting you. Be realistic, that necklace is gone. There's no way I can get that back. Well, then our business is done. Whoa, hang on, lover boy. <laughs> get your oh, Daniel, we should have known. Yeah. I'm pretty sure we Valor put a mind to it. There we go. Whee. And the Atlantis Gate transition. Hmm. Was that just cheap effect? This once belonged to the first prime of Bastet. It's completely unique, one of a kind. And I am going to give it to you. Three ounces of Nakwada. And there are Ben Browder's kids. Are they? Yep. So did they have to pay him for that? If nothing else, he'd say he'd done childcare for that day. So, business not so good, huh? Well, with no planets to conquer and no cities to loot, how's the Jafar expected to put food on the table? Times are tough. You see, this is what happens when uh, the system lords fall, you know. Mm. Poor Jafar, I've got to get a job. Mm. This is a redress of the uh, village set that was built for Atlantis and SG-1. Mm-hmm. Oh, <laughs> bit jumpy there. <laughs> what has she done to him? At least it's a Zat gun. <laughs> I swore the next time I saw Vala, I'd kill her where she stood. That's a no. Oh, dear. Do you take me for a fool? I don't know about them, but I certainly do. Hello, Inago. <laughs> Nicely done on the distraction, boys. Oh, that's what we're doing. You, you didn't want to let us in on your little plan? Who would have just screwed it up? Vala! You cowardly, backstabbing, sorry excuse for a woman. How have you been? In Argo. You were filthy, double-talking slug. Nice to see you, too. Obviously, they used to date. <laughs> I'm not sure I'd want a little stall. There's a certain sort of Ferengi uh, vibe about your man. The question was asked in the commentary. Where did she get the gun from? Hmm. <laughs> and the writer... <laughs> Let's not worry about that. Hmm. Fortunately, I'm not here for revenge. In fact, I'm here to set things straight. Mm. Yes, Minion, mm. hold my gun. By buying back that worthless necklace. Why? What's your angle? He may be stupid, but he's not that stupid. Mm. Well, then I guess you don't need that necklace. No deal. However, I am willing to show you how I want to square things here. 
I might consider buying back that useless power coil. Why would you want to buy back a power coil from an obsolete cargo ship? Inago is played by Michael P. Northey, Canadian actor. He's been in Supernatural, being Erica and Rogue. I've got an idea. How about uh, straight swap? Necklace for power coil. No. No, wait, wait, wait. I, I have a better idea. We dig a big old pit, we drop these two in it, and we let them fight it out. I'll ask again. Deal? Mm. I don't think you'd be surprised to know that this episode was uh, provisionally titled Treasure, Treasure, Treasure. Mm. Deal. Of course, I don't have the power coil. We're going to have to go and get that back. <laughs> Poor Daniel. You should be used to this by now. Yeah. There are definite humour overtones. Yeah. Something like that Spence Tracy movie. It's a mad, 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 mad world. It's like an episode of Young Indiana Jones Chronicles. Sister Vecina. Welcome back. Brother Caius. How are the orphans? The orphans are well, thank Grannis. <laughs> oh dear. So who's Marina Baccarin? Adra, and in Firefly. Well, so she's credited as a Homeland actress. Chris added us with interview with her. I know, I didn't look at it because I was watching this episode. This is Caius, played by uh, Malcolm Scott. He's been in Special Unit 2, Slither, 4400, Dead Zone, Arctic Air. They pointed out he makes a... Uh, an advert on Canadian TV, a chunky chicken or something like that. Hmm. Precious relic, the Lavanna crystal mysteriously disappeared. No. <sighs> yes, it is shocking the depth some people will plumb. They were a little looked at with Daniel when he mimicked putting the device because mm. that meant they had to put an energy shield around it, which cost a mm. few thousand in CGI effect. Mm. They also had a lot of problems filming in this location. It was raining, limited viewing angles. This is Shad Bolt Century Gardens in Burnaby. Mm. The reason it was picked very close to a secondary location that they were filming. Mm-hmm. Its true worth can only be judged by the genuine faith it instills in the hearts of the many pilgrims who come to visit the shrine, and more importantly, in the charitable contributions they make while they are here. Right. Of course, if you were willing to make a substantial contribution of your own. Mm-hmm. It's always money, isn't it? <laughs> <Ugh>. <laughs> what do you want? Well, what have you got? I have to get out of here. I can't take it anymore. Fasting, the chanting, bathing of the poor. If I have to weave one more prayer basket, I'm going to kill someone. Blessed day. (laughs) (laughs) Sometimes it looks like when you hide out from somebody that you really hate where you hide. You're not a real monk. He used to be a smuggler. One of the best I ever knew. Then things got a little too hot for him and he had to find religion. Well, it was a sweet racket while it lasted. Until the great god Granis went and got himself executed by his own Jafar. Since then, the number of pilgrims has been, well, significantly reduced. That's why he can't have the ring. Power coil. Whatever. You know, this reminds me of that DS9 episode with the uh, baseball. Yes, very similar. Why not just go? Because all I got right now are the clothes on my back. <laughs> I need my cargo ship. The one you borrowed. Ah. Uh. Yes, that might be a bit of a problem. Ah, that one. Oh, here we go. <laughs> yes, if you're going to run, you want you to take a bit of cash yeah. with you, don't you? What's so special about this particular cargo ship? Let's just say I made a few modifications of my own. You bring it to me and I'll give you the ring. Power coil. <laughs> oh, for God's sake. <laughs> the pilgrims of Granis may be greatly reduced in numbers, but they are more fanatical than ever. You'd have to be to be worshipping a dead god. 
I give the word, and they will tear you to pieces before you can get halfway to the gate. Now, if you'll excuse me, I have morning prayers to attend to. Yes, religion. Mm. <laughs> yeah. You almost feel sorry for him. Almost. <laughs> it serves him right. You really, you know, you should have known Valor well enough not to let her borrow his uh, cargo ship. We've come this far. What's the problem? <laughs> yeah, come on, Valor. Where is it? Oh, <laughs> been a while since we've seen these guys. Mm-hmm. Of course, they have a, a bone to pick with Valor and Daniel, come to think of it. Mm. They already lost a case of weapons-grade refined Naquita. Now someone has to pay, and if it's not Valor, then it might as well be you two. A quick reminder, they lost a case of weapons-grade Naquita. Mm. Surprisingly, they're still alive. Mm. Did they... See that you do. And let it be known that no one defies the Lucian Alliance. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Probably one of the reasons why it may be difficult to get to. You need to get this ship. To get the power coil, to get the necklace, to get this guy to tell you how to undo whatever is keeping you two connected. Yeah, that about sums it up. Well, General, when you put it like that, it sounds ridiculous, doesn't it? The who? It's a coalition of former smugglers and mercenaries who've banded together to take advantage of the power vacuum left by the demise of the gold. And the first mention of the Lucian Alliance, and who become mm. rather a thorn in the side. Yes. Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm. Yes, uh, one of the writers was really a fan of the Orion Syndicate in Star Trek. Yeah. <laughs> but our last encounter didn't exactly go as planned. Oh, let me guess. You screwed them and now they want to kill you. Actually, it was Daniel who messed up the deal. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. The point is, if they see either of us again, they will kill us. Can we take this ship by force? You'd have to go up against a sizable armada. If the alternative is staying linked to you, I'm willing to take that risk. I'm sorry, Dr. Jackson, but I can't allow it. Dr. Lee's continuing his research. Hopefully, he'll be able to come up with something on his own. In the meantime, you're just going to have to learn to live with each other. By the way, in three days, you're coming to Washington. We are. I, am? I need you to testify in front of the chairman of the Appropriations Committee. Let him see exactly what we're up against. <laughs> yes, Daniel, all your fault. Yeah. That, of course, was episode Prometheus Unbound. Mm. Poor Landry. <laughs> we will do our best, sir. Road trip. <laughs> Is that really a good idea, General? Yeah. You could nick anything. <laughs> mm. Take Valor to the seat of power. <laughs> Daniel, do you happen to have one of these credit cards? Yes, I do. And no, you can't. She is the type that would swing in the chair, isn't she? Yes, very much so. Whereas you have a friend I'm not in contact with, he'd do stuff and you'd say, can you please stop that? And rather than stopping, he'd say, why? And continue. <laughs> I notice you've assigned a woman. Were you afraid that I might corrupt one of your impressionable young men? No, I just thought I'd save someone the trouble of having to rebuff your advances. How do you know you succeeded? Said in the commentary, this was perfect casting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they actually had one shot where the uh, soldier winked back. <laughs> Very childlike at times, isn't she? Isn't she? <laughs> <laughs> yes. I'm not going to be left alone with you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just lock her in a room somewhere 
be done with it. Yeah. <laughs> she is like a child. Don't touch that. <laughs> well, she's not one to sit around and do nothing. Hmm. Dead civilizations and live a little. I think Daniel's still looking for the quiet life. Why don't you take me out to dinner? Look, the only way you're getting off this base is on our little side trip to Washington. If we could find a way around that, we would. Why don't we go off-world? I've got a great little deal cooked up with some traders on Katana. No. We could be partners. We can split everything down the middle, 60-40. Yeah. <laughs> the middle. <laughs> Vala does have this skill of always making it look like she's the victim. The whole world, the whole galaxy is against her. Oh, don't you blame that on me. It's your own curiosity and the ancient treasure that cost you a trip to Atlantis. You cuffed us together. You weren't paying attention at the time. Look, we can point fingers all we want. The fact is, we're stuck together. So, like it or not, we're just going to have to learn to get along. Crunch. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're going to lose this one every time, Daniel. Hmm. Found your glasses. <laughs> okay, low-level humour, but it does work. Hmm. Count to ten, Daniel. Slowly. You'll see what Dr. Lee's doing. Isn't C a non-specific word there? <laughs> that was petty. It was. Again, we're back to the childlike aspects of Vala's character. Interesting. That wasn't a nod, that was a hanging your head in shame. I wonder why. Aha! Hello. What the hell are you doing here? Isn't this my room? No, your room is across the hall with the guard in front of it. Ah, yes. They do all rather look alike, don't they? Anyhow, since I'm here, shall we make the best of it? No, that's an imitation. No, we shallant. Come on, Daniel. <laughs> Shout. <laughs> He's a bit distracted. Totally understandable. Uh, yes, there is. There's, 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 there's sleeping, there's working, there's, there's finding a way out of this mess. What if we can't? We might have to spend the rest of our lives together. No, don't even go there. There's literally a bond between us. Some people might even find that romantic. I'm not one of those people. Seriously, Daniel. No one will blame you. No one. In fact, people are blaming you right now for not pouncing on her like a rabid lion. <laughs> it was at this point the commentary went quiet. No. <laughs> and then one of them signed <laughs> up. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> this outfit that Claudia is wearing, picked out for herself. As they pointed out, it's better if the actress is comfortable with what she's yeah. wearing rather than be forced to wear something. <laughs> it's just, I know what you're doing with the whole sexual thing. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you shouldn't have to answer that question twice. You're just you. Mm. Move from place to place. You're never forming any lasting relationships. You use sex as a weapon to prevent yourself from forming any real emotional bonds. Mm. That's the problem, really. You can't really trust mm. anything she ever says. You always think there's a motive behind it. Because there is. That is true. Never realised I was so transparent. Fella. No, really, it's, it's fine, Daniel. You're right. I can see why you wouldn't want to become involved with someone so pathetic. It wasn't always like this, you should know. There was someone once. Now you've upset it, Daniel. I was engaged. Then I was taken as a host. And even though the Tokra eventually freed me, the damage was already done. And once you have been spat on and stoned, 
by the people of your own village. And then my dog died. Mm. Valor is a country and western song. You try forming lasting relationships. I mean, the one time mm. we really did see Valor at her core was when she was being char grilled. Yeah. All right, I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. This could be more manipulation on her part. You think? I'm sorry. I just. Sometimes I just. I forget what you've been through. <laughs> Fluffy slippers. If you've actually been through any of that. Are you messing with me? Is it working? You get out. Go. <laughs> Where did she get the fluffy slippers? Uh, same place she got the robe. Did she persuade somebody else to let her use their credit card? Probably. At least have sex with a then throw out. Uh, you've got a nice warm bed at least, Daniel. Very phallic. <laughs> yes. Daniel, <laughs> take note. It would be a mistake to assume that the Gaul are no longer a threat. But without the Jafar to do their bidding, they're effectively crippled. Senator Fisher is played by Bruce Gray. Mm-hmm. He's been in The Next Generation, Deep Space Nine, Enterprise, Babylon 5, Falling Skies. A very Ooh. popular actor in the sci-fi genre, very popular actor overall. I've forgotten about Falling Skies. He even rang up the producers and wanted some background on the show so he could play the character better. Mm. Said it worked out very well because as soon as he got on set, he knew what to play up and what to play down. Mm. And this was the scene that was filmed on the same day as the garden scene with the monk. Mm. For all we know, the whole thing could have been an elaborate hallucination. One of the priors came through the gate. A single man who did nothing but spout a lot of religious nonsense and then killed himself. Senator, I was there. The man burned himself to death without the aid of any obvious devices or technology. It was no parlor trick. We're also beginning to get reports that there are other priors showing up on other planets. Well, it's hardly surprising that new religious groups would arise in the wake of the Gold's collapse. The Ori are very real, Senator. As ascended beings, they have all the appearance of genuine gods. But again, and this is according to your testimony, they cannot act in this galaxy without incurring the interference of these other ascended beings. Isn't that correct? Technically, yes. When I look at it from our point of view, Dr. Jackson, finally, after eight years and billions of dollars spent... You do have an interstellar starship out of it. That's mm. not a bad deal. The shuttle costs billions, and that was useless. Mm. Out of nowhere, along come these magical ori requiring a redoubling of efforts and expenditures. Exactly what are you suggesting, Senator? I mean, the Senator does have a point. Same with Kinsey, you know... Threats do appear when funding is getting cut. Wait for it. <laughs> to devote our resources to exploiting those technologies for planetary defense, namely by building more Daedalus-class ships. Really? Well, I can't argue with that. Hmm. More starships is good. But, of course, they don't want to cut back on standard armaments for, you know, global conflicts, carriers and whatnot. Hmm. <clears throat> if you recall, Senator, it was new exploration that got us those technologies in the first place. Now, there are still thousands of Stargate addresses left unexplored in this galaxy. This program doesn't exist to satisfy your curiosity, Doctor. The important thing is that we have learned enough to defend this planet against any potential threats. <laughs> the guy's a fool. Do you uh, have something to say? Well, it's just all so amusing, isn't it? I mean, only an idiot would assume that this backwater of a planet was safe because you have a few ships with decent shield technology. Hello. Do you think this is valid defending Daniel or defending the Earth? Mm. Or just doesn't like this guy? Mm. 
I have to assume that the reason why you would want to build more ships is like other men, you like big machines with big engines that fire big missiles because you have a deep-seated need to overcompensate for your own shortcomings. Excuse me. See, she knows what I mean. This isn't protocol. <laughs> I, I think a short recess would be a good idea. I'm done here, then. Okay, let's call this quits. When she was playing Erin and uh, supposedly got on Earth, she was in a flowery summer mm. dress. Yeah. In this character, it's very much in your face. Let's just put it this way. You're going after that ship. The cargo ship. What about the Lucian Alliance, sir? You'll have to figure out a way to deal with them. Why? What happened? She accused the chairman of the Senate Appropriations Committee of having, uh, well, let's just call it an insufficient manhood. She's got to go. <laughs> General's not happy. Of course, this is a, a perfect excuse to force yeah. the story along. And the question was raised, why are they going through all this now? You know, it should become apparent to them that the binding between them would reduce over time. It should be measurable mm -hmm. by now. But, of course, the general wanting her off-planet, this mm -hmm. is the way to do it. They've all got dusters. This is a pretty good look for SG-1. Yeah. Close the deal, take the ship, make sure they don't kill me. Certainly not in that order. I still think we need some more boots on the ground. This is to be safe. And it will most certainly run a surface scan of the planet. Additional life signs or any ships in orbit will only raise suspicions and jeopardise everything. Did you not see that thing I shared on Facebook where I go, awesome wears a long coat? No, I don't think I did. These guys are idiots. Four life signs. Only four people on the entire planet. <laughs> Damn good sensors as well. <laughs> You'd think they'd have to actually orbit the planet, at least. Yes, mm. we have you to thank for that. Nothing motivates the complete and utter desperation. You say that now, but you will miss me when I am gone. No, I'm pretty sure I won't. Just like old times. I am offering my assistance on this mission only to aid Daniel Jackson. My participation should not be construed as a desire to rejoin SU-1. Right. Colonel Mitchell, at times you remind me of O'Neill. Ah, I'll take that as a compliment. As you wish. <laughs> he's become a politician. Yeah. Chris actually pointed out he's done more work on SG-1 mm. in dialogue terms in the last year than he did in the first five years of the show. <laughs> These two are alien bounty hunters, Tenat and Jup, played by Maurice Chapdelaine and Jeff Redknapp. Yeah, I'm going to refer to them as Abbott and Costello. <laughs> That'll work. <laughs> Tenant is played by Morris. He's also a puppeteer and works on the Asgard puppets. Both the same actors who play these characters in Prometheus Unbound. Mm. Obviously, uh, they've made the full-face prosthetics. You're going to get the same actor, so it fits. Mm. How does it feel knowing your sorry life is about to end? I don't know. How did it feel telling the Alliance that you half-wits lost their Naquidon? Whoa! No, no violence. No damage in the goods until we finished our deal. Besides, I think the Alliance wants to hold her up as an example. Mm -hmm. Now, for some reason, when Cameron is playing this role, I went back to Farscape and thinking of, mm. I'm Butch and this is, <laughs> this is my partner Sundance. Mm -hmm. Never heard of you. That's because I keep a low profile. I like to let my work speak for itself. You've partnered with the Jafar, I see. Look, we'd love to sit around and talk shop, but we're on the clock. Where's our reward? We have a caseload of weapons-grade refined knockwoods sitting in our cargo ship. <laughs> We've been here before. I will stay here with you, while Jupe takes Valor and her partner to the ship. Once they've been secured, he'll return and ring the knockwoods down to you. And what's to stop old Jup here from ringing you away and just skedaddling? Our honor 
it would not be in our best interest to cheat you. After all, we have reputations as traitors to uphold. Right. <laughs> reputations. Unfortunately, it takes a bit away from the scene when you've seen it before. Hmm. These ships look bigger on the inside. I'd help noticing the absence of the caseload of refined knack what you guys were promising. Do you seriously think the Alliance would have entrusted us with another case after we lost the last one? So this is a double cross. What happened to upholding your reputation? Let's just say those bounty hunters won't be in a position to do any complaining. Hmm. When you can't trust alien bounty hunters, hmm. what is the world coming to? Ow! Ow! Hold still. <laughs> Bye, baby hmm. Daniel. Told you. Wouldn't it have been easier for one of them to have a key on him? Hmm. Possibly, but Daniel doesn't need the key to open these things. No, I mean for the handcuffs. Hmm. So, who you like in the NFL this year? You kind of. Strike me as a Raiders fan. <laughs> it's more talk. <laughs> Daniel, why don't you let me do it? Uh, I can do it. Just uh, do me a favor. I need some help. Okay, well. Go to the panel by the rear exit. Okay, now what? Stay there, shut up, and let me finish. She's used these ships all her life. Oh. Yeah, they got a great secondary in the league's best pass rush. Offense wins games, but defense wins championships. Am I right? What is that? Not a cargo ship. Yeah, so the, uh, the special effects department were rather annoyed with the shot because mm. uh, all the rotoscoping they had to do for the trees. I suggest you lower your weapons. Cargo ships don't have weapons. You can always retrofit a weapon. No, you're not. And so concludes our deal. Okay, <laughs> that shouldn't have happened. Mm. Oops, now we're in trouble. Bye. <laughs> and there's only the two on you on that planet. Now what? Ah, uh, back up. Well, that went better than I expected. I'm picking up ships. Lots of them. <laughs> Uh-oh. What in the flying the other direction? Hmm. They're not exactly circling the planets, are they? Correction, that went much worse than I expected. Why do I smell a two-parter? Stand down and prepare to be boarded. Shouldn't we be jumping to hyperspace or something? They will pursue us. What are you doing? Kai said he customized this ship. Let's see if there's anything we can use. Nah, the expert smuggler. Well, that's a pretty good custom job. Mm-hmm. Hollow projectors. What's happening? Multiple energy signatures of phantom vessels. They're confusing the Alliance ships. Fine, let's go, let's go, let's go. Dupe the ship that was there first. Ignore the rest of them. There, job done. See that one that's moving? That's the one. Yeah. There are two vessels pursuing us. You got anything else in that bag of tricks? Shame. Hmm. Is there a manual of the special uh, features it's done to this ship? You wouldn't have thought hmm. there would be. If Valor knew this ship was capable of all this, why would she uh, get rid of it? What are you doing? Valor? Wait for it. Now. <laughs> the MP. Or similar. Yep, shut down our own systems. Wicked. Pulse wave. Their power level spiked and overloaded. It should take a couple of minutes to restore primary systems. Which should give us enough time to 
It does explain how she got away so often. Yeah. Thanks for getting my ship back. And for not helping yourself to the swag in the ship's hidden compartments. Wait, did you did you just say hidden compartments? <laughs> <laughs> so really, why would you want to trade power coil from an obsolete cargo ship? So really, why would you want to trade for this worthless necklace? That's a good question. One we'll never know the answer to. Never mind. <laughs> That's it. Everybody's happy. Hmm. Especially his mother. Excellent. Finally, I can get mother off my back. <laughs> How old is this mother? He still sounds like a Ferengi. <laughs> so? So? So we had a deal, remember? Give you the necklace and you sever the link. Yes, yes, of course. I've been doing extensive research. Um... Yeah, you've got to be very specific when making a deal. And... Well, there's nothing I can do. The effect can't be countered. But you know, my guess is it'll wear off eventually on its own. Hmm. There. So, so just treat it as a big grand adventure. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> That's it? You went through all that for nothing? Pretty much. I can't wait till Senator Fisher hears about this one. Don't tell him. I like the little mini basketball net. He gave me two choices. Accept the budget cuts or convince the International Committee to change their minds and contribute to our funding. Ah, uh, yes. IOA really are well known for throwing money at the American military. Mm -hmm. A new civilian position appointed by the committee with full access to this base and a say in all major decisions concerning its operation. Watchdog. Yes, this was a plot point that conveniently got put to one side for a while. Yeah. Uh, uh, now I'm back in robes, I'm happy. Hasn't Claudia got big feet? Hmm. Good luck Maybe she's wearing padded boots. Yeah, it could just be oversized boots. Hmm. <laughs> I don't think Tilt really knows what to make of Valor. He may never know. And don't be a stranger. There he goes. Why this like pause? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> hmm. Probably just making sure they don't trip over the lip and fall down. <laughs> the nothing that's on the other side. He'll be back. Of course, Tilk will be back. The big question is when, and what sort of baggage will he be bringing with him? And that was the ties that bind. A rip-roaring, rollicking adventure for Valor and her compatriots, which basically got them nothing. Mm -hmm. I suppose there was some intelligence. They picked up on the Lucian Alliance, but at this stage, that's pretty much irrelevant. They aren't a threat. Whereas they are, I are. Well, not according to the senator. Mm. At this point, it's just some priest paying a visit, mumbling some gospel, and then becoming human torches. Nothing to worry about there, is there? Of course not. Of course not. Well, you to go for eight seasons, coming up with someone who's worse is tricky. As I said, it's what Joss Whedon referred to as the Buffy issue. You know, when you do yeah, a big... Big bad. Yes, each season you have to come up with a bigger bad. And sometimes uh, more than one. Hmm. Until eventually in season 7 they had the ultimate incarnation of evil. <laughs> played by Sarah herself, to a large extent. Pretty decent episode. Actually, it was the fourth episode in the season, but it was filmed third. As I already said, already over budget. It was one of the reasons why some of the decisions were made. Using stock footage for the map photos. Mm -hmm. And maybe even the casting of a few of the characters. As Alan pointed out, perhaps the show and the story were mimicking each other. 
the yeah. SGC and the Stargate SG-1 production both a little tight on money. Indeed. Or rather, E1. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's pretty much it. Interesting. Sort of fun episode. And almost time for brunch. <laughs> Quick tip bit. Director, William Waring. He directed 13 episodes of SG-1, 16 episodes of Atlantis, 9 episodes of Stargate Universe. He even managed to film a scene in the final tavern scene, scene, scene twice, with his pineapple, his trademark pineapple. Unfortunately, that got cut out. Ah, poor pineapple. (laughs) Jack? Daniel? Are you you? Yeah, you. What? I like the yellow ones. Never mind. Another week, another excellent crop of birthdays for people from in front and behind the camera across the three live-action Stargate shows. Up first on the 12th is the birthdays of Brian J. Smith, who was Lieutenant Scott on Stargate Universe. He's currently on Broadway performing in the play The Glass Menagerie. Also on the 12th, Zara Smythe has her birthday. She played Annie Ballack in two episodes of Universe and has had a lead role in the Hallmark series Cedar Cove. Dion Johnstone, who played many a role on SG-1, will also be celebrating on the 12th. Another actor who is proving his worth on the stage in Othello at the Stratford Festival. On the 13th, the great Christopher Judge has his birthday. I really don't need to say anything more. On the 14th, Robert C. Cooper, perhaps the most prolific producer of live-action Stargate over its 15 years on television. He also wrote for the show and was for a time the executive story editor. He wrote many of the key game-changing episodes of the franchise. Finally, on the 16th, Joseph Malozzi has his birthday. One half of the dynamic duo of Stargate writers. He has both produced and written for all three shows, as well as working on the Transporter TV series. That's the birthdays out of the way. There are a few more, so keep an eye out on our Twitter and other portals for those, as and when they come around. On the feedback front, it's been pretty quiet. Not a lot of love for Runner, it has to be said. I was expecting Ronan's debut to generate some discussion, but not to worry. We've had a busy time on Twitter, and the Stargate community group on Google Plus has plenty of action. That group is worth checking out if you shun Facebook, for whatever reason. However, Brad throws a bone and sent in some audio for this week's episode. So, take it away, Brad. Hello, Mike, and welcome back, Alan. Brad here. My thoughts on the episode 197 of the Gatecast, The Ties That Bind. Some more good comedic bits with Valor and the US Senator, but I'll continue to make the point, why is she not locked up? She's um, caused nothing but problems for the SGC, yet she's allowed to roam freely, or almost freely doesn't really make much sense. Good to see another little scavenger hunt episode. We get to see a couple of different worlds, meet some new characters, and the prop department really got to go to work on some neat little props for the episode. The modified cargo ship seems like it should have been able to do most of those things anyway, with or without the extra modifications, but it made for a fun little scene, and the CG was always also good. And also just proves just how low Valor will go to get what she wants. But nonetheless, a good little episode at the start of the season. And it really starts to pick up from here. So yeah, that's my impression of the ties that bind. And I'll catch you all later. Bye. Thanks very much for that, Brad. Hearing our listeners' opinions in their own voices is gold star material. But don't let that stop you getting in touch in any way or format you feel comfortable with. We appreciate any feedback or thoughts on our show and Stargate. This just isn't our podcast, it's part of the Stargate family, which is all-encompassing. Competition time! Well, it's week three and time for the latest log entry. 
And as before, the events detailed will point you towards an episode of either SG-1 or Atlantis that we have covered in the show. Listen to the log and pick out the clues, and when you figure out the episode, email me the answer to gatecastpodcast at gmail.com, with competition as a subject. You can still send in the answers to the first two weeks, questions in episode 196 and 197, or when all four questions have been asked, and then you can send all four in at the same time. Come try ya! I was down at the armory this morning. Seems strange to see so few of the P90s on the racks. And I have to admit that crate of weapons which arrived the other day looked like they were designed by a ten-year-old, just sticking bits together. Damn glad I won't be using them. There also seems to be a lot of duct tape around the SGC. But with that recent explosion in one of the science labs, perhaps it is the cure for everything. Although with no gate travel, I think sticky tape won't be solving that immediate problem. Oh well, but get to my post. God in the front gate is boring, but I guess it has to be done. Okay then, there you go. Thinking caps on, and we are waiting to hear from you. If you want to get in touch with us for any other reason, then these are the ways to do it. You can email us, including an audio message, using gatecastpodcast at gmail.com. And we have groups and pages on both Facebook and Google+. You can search for us using the generic Stargate, or more specifically Gatecast. We are also on iTunes and Stitcher Internet Radio, under Gatecast. And we simply swoon when we get an iTunes rating and review. They help the show get promotion on that service. Twitter seems to be popular. And you can find us at The Gatecast, which is one word. And finally, there is our main website, gatecast.co.uk, which has a variety of contact and links for keeping our Stargate family all together. Next week, we're back at Atlantis with the episode Douay. Douay? 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 Douay. I can't even... I forgot I'd say... Douay. 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 Oh. <laughs> duet. Duet, yeah. Are you a French personality subroutine has taken over? <laughs> I'm thinking duet, duo, duet. Yeah. Next week, Stargate Atlantis episode duet. We will have a new guest on, Adam from the States. Mm-hmm. Hope you can join us for that. Until then, I've been Mike. And I've been in Finland. <laughs> oh, yeah. Welcome back, Alan. <laughs> See you next week, folks. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. You've been listening to The Gatecast hosted by Alan and Mike. Join us at gatecast.co.uk. Stargate forever.